all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Karen Brown with Dr. Michelle Owens, specialist in maternal fetal medicine and OBGYN at UMMC, and surgical pathologist Dr. Allie Brown. Our topic today, yoga, the practice that involves a balance of the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. Tara Blumenthal is our expert guest. She has quite a story to tell about how she got involved with yoga, so I know you'll want to hear that. Get your questions ready and call 1-877-MPB-RING. 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be back on Southern Remedy for Women right after news from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. More than 300,000 people in South Carolina have been evacuated, and that number may increase as Hurricane Matthew moves its way up the southeastern coast. Governor Nikki Haley says the big threats are storm surges and potentially destructive winds that will put lives in danger. The storm, um, you know, as we hoped, it would um, relieve a little bit of the situation. I think we are seeing that it's it is getting worse, and so we are looking at major storm surges. We're looking at major um, winds. We are looking at wet grounds, which could be flood-like, like what we saw last year. And you know when you have that, you have a lot of falling trees. So there is nothing safe about what's getting ready to happen. At the White House, NPR Scott Horsley says President Obama is reinforcing the warnings coming from Governor Haley and her counterparts from other southern states. President Obama has spoken by telephone with governors from Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas and says they're coordinating closely with federal emergency planners. The president warns Matthew is still a very dangerous hurricane, and he urged residents in its path to follow instructions from state and local officials. You need to pay attention to them, do what they say, do not be a holdout here because uh, we can always uh, replace property, uh, but we can't replace lives. Obama says hurricane-driven floodwaters are the biggest concern. He also encouraged Americans to contribute to relief efforts in hard-hit Caribbean countries, such as Haiti. Scott Horsley, NPR News, the White House. Secretary of State John Kerry says Russia's actions in Syria beg for a war crimes investigation. NPR's Michelle Kellerman says Kerry delivered scathing criticism of Moscow as he was meeting with the foreign minister of France, who just got back from Russia. Before meeting with his French counterpart to talk about Syria and other hotspots, Kerry expressed anger about the latest Syrian and Russian bombings in Aleppo. He says the Syrian regime hit another hospital, killing 20 people and wounding 100. Russia and the regime owe the world more than an explanation 
about why they keep hitting hospitals and medical facilities and children and women. Kerry says Russia and Syria should be held to account for what he calls a targeted strategy to terrorize civilians. He had been working on a plan for U.S.-Russian military cooperation, but that fell apart as the battle for Aleppo heated up. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, Washington. The U.S. economy is coming off a third straight month of slower growth. The Labor Department's latest report on the state of the job market reveals that in September, employers added 156,000 jobs to their payrolls. A month before, that figure came in at a revised 167,000. Since more people were looking for work in September, they were counted in the government's tally of unemployed Americans to nudge the jobless rate up to 5 percent. This is NPR News. Supporters around the globe are paying tribute to a slain journalist hailed for her work investigating some of the most powerful figures in Russia. From Moscow, Charles Maines reports that today marks 10 years since Anna Politkovskaya was murdered. Anna Politkovskaya's reporting unsparingly detailed the human rights abuses, torture, and violence of Russia's push to reassert its authority over the one-time breakaway Republic of Chechnya. And for that work, her supporters say, Politkovskaya died, shot four times at point-blank range in the entryway of her apartment building in central Moscow. She was 48 years old. At the time, President Vladimir Putin called for an objective investigation into the murder, and the ensuing years have seen a winding search for justice. Five men were convicted and given lengthy sentences in 2014. But Politkovskaya's supporters say the Kremlin has shown little interest in finding who ordered the killing. In remembrance of the slain journalist, Politkovskaya's newspaper, Nova Gazeta, today released a video again demanding justice for the decade-old crime. For NPR News, I'm Charles Maines in Moscow. The British pound has plunged to its lowest level in 31 years. It fell 6 percent. Traders call the overnight occurrence a flash crash. It happened within minutes. The reasons remain unclear. Back in the U.S., nation's wholesalers have reduced their stockpiles in the government's most recent assessment of the sector. The Commerce Department states that inventories of hardware, pharmaceutical drugs, and clothing, among others, were scaled back two-tenths of a percent from July to August. However, companies were able to sell more of the items that were available to the public. U.S. stocks are lower with the Dow off 92 points at 18,100. This is NPR. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Avalara, tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Avalara works to simplify sales tax and other business taxes with real-time rates and automatic filing at avalara.com. A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And we're back on Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Michelle Owens, specialist in maternal fetal medicine and OBGYN at UMMC, surgical pathologist Dr. Allie Brown, 
They are your hosts, and our special guest today is Tara Blumenthal. She is with Tara Yoga. She is Tara Yoga. We are talking about yoga. So here's the question. Is yoga physical? Is it mental? Is it spiritual? And the answer is yes. All those things. So first of all, thanks welcome. Thanks for joining our show. I guess that was it. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. See you next week. Yeah. So if it's all that, then why aren't you doing it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're going to find out all about it. Tara, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm you, delighted to be here. You know, we always start by asking our guest expert a little something about themselves. And you have quite a bit to tell us about yourself, which I think really leads into our topic today. So go ahead. The floor is yours. Oh, thank you so much. Um you know, everyone has a story, if you think about it. We all have stories. And um, when I think about how I got to yoga, it wasn't uh, an aspiration of mine as a little girl <laughs> to wake up one day and all, all of a sudden be a yoga instructor. I kind of stumbled into yoga after uh, failed attempts at the gym. So I didn't really feel very um, skilled, if you will. And so I, I, I searched for a couple of different things. And I, I got to yoga from just strictly for physical purposes. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to get stronger, be more toned, maybe lose a little bit of that thigh and hip, if you will. And what I discovered was um, I really didn't have a great connection with my body at all. Left and right was challenging for me. And so when you look at it from that perspective, um, you really do have to focus on what you're doing in yoga class. You really can't think about your grocery list or any of those things because you're just really trying not to fall over when you first start. And you leading know? up to that, yeah. there were a number of steps that, uh, yeah, that absolutely. sent you into that direction. Um, so when I was uh, seven, I lost my mom. And uh, you wake up, you go to bed one night, and the next morning you wake up and she's gone. And so uh, death for, for a child is a very different thing. Um, kids actually have an amazing coping mechanism. But we don't give them a, a lot of credit as adults. I won't say that the coping me mechanisms I used as a child are, are the ones that I would use today as an adult, but you get through things. And one of the things that I found out about myself was I was pretty resilient and pretty stubborn. I think I got both of those traits from my parents. Um, but my mom died when I was seven. She had um, suffered from a heart attack and went into AFib that night. And I think all the medical professions here understand what AFib is, which is a really fast heart rate. And she didn't make it. She actually died in her home uh, before the ambulance could get there. And uh, my grandmother then moved in to raise me. So it was my grandmother, my father. And then in um, junior high school, my father was diagnosed with lung cancer. Being um, a, a, a worker in the asbestos industry, you can imagine, was a terrible thing. And they didn't know it at the time. And so I had him for probably another three years, and I lost him my freshman year of high school. And so you can imagine that it, um, I, I didn't have a normal upbringing but I had a lot of support around me. It was just in a different form or fashion. I had my grandmother. My mother's best friend was my uh, her um, kind of partner in crime, if you will. She was my mm -hmm. godmother. So I had a lot of support. But what happens um, is you're just trying to get through and get by. And so I found that as an adult, when I was starting to move in yoga and be in yoga, I, I was completely disconnected. And I hate to use that word because it sounds kind of hokey, but it's the truth. I was really disconnected from my body. And then I really, I really wasn't uh, being honest with myself was what my emotions were. All of the loss and all of the, the death was just, uh, let's just move on and make everything look normal. And so it wasn't until I started practicing yoga that I started being more um, honest with myself about, about the death and loss and also wanting to know more about, like, my relationship with me isn't that great. So how can my relationships with other people be very good? And then how does fear 
of losing your parents at a young age play a part in your goals for your future. Because I've talked to other people who've lost, kid, uh, lost their parents at a young age, and they're the same way. You don't really set goals. Do you even have them? Yeah, yeah. because I think you, you are faced with like mortality in a way that is very real. And, and it's, it's different when adults experience death and loss. I mean, it's still tragic. Yeah. But our perspectives as adults are very different. And the way that we have the capacity to think compared with a young child is very different. So yeah, kids I think that. your parents are immortal. Exactly. Yeah, so that's gone. Yeah. Essentially. And, and I, I hate to say this, but unfortunately, some of the things that that adults say to kids to kind of soothe their minds about loss, depending on what their background is or their religious upbringing, we can do more harm than good. Um, one of the things I actually use the studio as as a platform is education and opening up better conversations. And so we've done a few grief workshops to say, hey, let's take off all of our masks and let's be honest with each other about what we think when our loved one died. And for me, as a seven-year-old, it was, well, if I grow up and I and I just get through life, and I die, I'll be reunited with my mom one day. I'm going to interrupt there, even though it's a bad place to interrupt. I do want to give the phone number out. We'd love for you to call if you practice yoga and you do it for a reason. You know, what what has the outcome been? What has it done for you? The number is 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464. You can also send an email to women at mpbonline.org. Call with your questions or comments or the answer to that question. So go back. I'm sorry. I'm- oh, excellent. Um, so I just think that that um, a lot of people come to yoga for physical reasons, and there's definitely a lot of physical benefits to it. We can talk about that later. But I, I think that it's the one discipline for me, and I use that word strongly. It's a discipline. Um, it doesn't need to be rigid. Discipline doesn't have to be rigid. But it was the one discipline for me that was physical that also addressed and allowed me to address at my own time the emotional and the spiritual and, and all of that. So I don't know if that's, uh, you know, if that's what you're looking for. To me, it sounds a little foreign because Mm -hmm. I don't practice yoga. Mm -hmm. So I know there are listeners who don't as well. So I don't quite understand, you know, you you hear about being centered Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically. Is it exercise? Is it meditation? Is it? That's an excellent question. My answer is it depends. And if any (laughs) of my trainees are listening, they're laughing now because... Um, I think what we want is in life, in society, is we want a, a, a lot of black and white answers. This is either this or that, and we don't allow for gray. But for yoga, especially because there's so much yoga out there now, um, there's a lot of gray area. So if you want just a physical practice, you can go to and find a place that offers just a physical practice, which means you will gra- gain flexibility. You can increase your range of motion. Um, you can gain strength. Um, and even you can improve your balance. I work with folks who are uh, struggling with, you know, um, at post-injury or post-diagnosis, depending on what it is, um, medicine can affect your body. And so we're, we're even dealing with physical from a balance perspective. But if you flip that over and you say, but what about the other part that you talk about, the way that you feel on the inside? I used to tell people that I would leave yoga class and I was just a nicer person. <laughs> you know, like somebody would cut me off in traffic and I'd be like, that's okay. I'm really calm now. <laughs> I've been turn. working on inner peace for about an hour. So you go right ahead. And it really does work like that. And I jokingly said, if we could just bottle that up, if we could bottle that experience, that feeling and take it with us. 
but life isn't like that either. And and I have all people know that based on the loss that I've had. Yeah. And so every day is a different day. Every day is an opportunity. But I think from the centering perspective, from the meditative aspect, we're, I believe we should turn in. We're overstimulated all day. I love music. I love radio. I love Facebook. I love all the ways that we can interact with each other. But yoga class is the one time where um, instead of being externally stimulated, we're actually focusing on, mm-hmm. on ourself, our breathing. And when you get quiet and you start to acknowledge the thoughts in your head, those can be really scary. Mm-hmm. The, whether they're negative thoughts that you have about yourself or a coworker or a, a spouse or whatever. And so it's a really great time to be honest with ourselves, take stock. And it's not that we're being judgmental, but we're trying to say, how can I shift this perspective? How can I take a next good step forward? And so from that perspective, yoga is extremely approachable. At least it is in my perspective. So, Wow, that sounds great. So, Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> so, Karen, you, say, um, you said that you don't practice yoga. Have you ever thought about going to a class or it's just... I have, I have thought about it. Well, what, what's been the thing that's kept you from going? Oh, my schedule. Just not, not having time. So, and yeah. I think that's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. We, we don't often make time. I mean, you're just like, you know, everybody else, yeah. I think, that's listening. Our lives and are so busy. And also my size and my age. You know, I'm intimidated by the thought. I mean, I have trouble sitting down cross-legged on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. That's that's a great. Uh, may I? Please, sure. absolutely. I, I appreciate that. You know, that's one of the things that I saw when I started practicing and teaching. Is there was a definitely um, a demographic in yoga class, and I wondered why that wasn't more diverse. I, I wanted it to be more diverse. And when a lot of people were going around and, and doing workshops and trainings to figure out how to, you know, bend like a pretzel or stand on their head. I was actually attracted to the trainings that let me work with people of all ages and and especially injuries, because you think about it most of the time for most of us, by the time we're 30, something has gone awry. For me, it was a lot, but something has gone awry in our bodies. And so I started working with folks privately um, with injuries, loss of range of motion. And what I discovered is there was no class for them to segue into. There was nothing offered. It was either sit on the floor cross-legged and be miserable um, until you can. And what if you can't? Like, what mm-hmm. if you've had a, a knee surgery or hip replacement that just doesn't allow you full range of motion? Well, if you just never come back because you're totally turned off to it, exactly. right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. happens to a lot of people. Well, we we like to do the things we're good at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if we don't really, if that doesn't really, well, it's gonna be we hard. tried it, that wasn't really my cup of tea, so I'm not going mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, yoga has gotten a terrible stereotype. So I appreciate that comment. And what we created, what I created at the studio, um, is actually a, a chair class for people who have, maybe you have um, arthritis, maybe you have um, blood pressure issues that when you move fast and bend up and down a lot, you get dizzy, maybe vertigo, maybe you just are stiff and tight. You know, and some of the athletes that train really hard, they'll come to the gentle class, which is a chair-based class. We do very little um, weight bearing on the knees and hands so that the joints can be um, safe, protected, loved, and that we still get a good movement, a good stretch. So I appreciate that comment, and we really did want to create something for people. And I need to stop you yeah, right there. Absolutely. We need to take a break. Sure. And uh, Jay, we know you're waiting on the phone, and we're going to get to you as soon as we come back. We're talking about yoga today on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. MPB comes from the Sanderson Farm Championship, October 26th through the 30th at the Country Club of Jackson. 
The PGA event features activities for the entire family, benefiting Friends of Children's Hospital. Details at SandersonFarmChampionship.com. Support comes from Sanderson Farm Championship October 26th through 30th at the Jackson Country Club. The tournament, benefiting Friends of Children's Hospital, last year raised over $1 million. Event details at SandersonFarmChampionship.com. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We're back on Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown. Dr. Michelle Owens is here. Dr. Ali Brown is here. Our special expert guest is Tara Blumenthal. We're talking about yoga today. She is a yoga expert. She is a yoga. Is there a name for like yoga? Are you a yoga? Yogi? Yogi? <laughs> you know, I don't really word? like to use those words. I think that's okay. Kind of <laughs> She's a yoga expert. We'll just move right along and we say good morning to Jay. Thanks for your patience and waiting on the phone. Jay's calling in from Utica. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. What's your question? Well, um, I I don't know if yoga will help this situation or not, but my husband uh, is 68 years old, and he's had chronic, well, he's had back pain for probably 25, 30 years, but it's always been manageable uh, up until about a year ago. Uh, I was very active, gardening, golfing, hunting, the works. He's an outdoorsman. And he could ice it and he could manage the pain or, you know, take his medication and manage the pain. About a year ago, it started, his back started to decline and he was told that he's not a candidate for surgery. He's actually tried a little yoga. He's tried chiropractic services. Uh, he's, uh, he had the radio frequency ablation. He's done acupuncture, steroid injections. He's been into physical therapies currently with a new physical therapist. Nothing helps. He's tried all types of medication. He is in pain now 24-7. That is what's so disturbing, and it is working on him not only physically but mentally because he cannot get out and do things that he wants to do. Yeah, definitely. What do you say to that? Is yoga another resource for Yes, yes. And uh, thank you for your call. And I appreciate all the information that you've uh, you've given me on your husband. Um, The first thing I would say is, uh, and it sounds like you have already utilized the the expertise of a doctor, but I always say go to a doctor and be sure that there's not anything spinal going on. So has there been any kind of diagnostic testing like an MRI or an x-ray to show? Um, Are there any sublux disc or herniated disc in the in the low back? Yes, he has basically everything. I mean, the uh, herniated disc, facet, uh, joint syndrome, uh, spinal stenosis, and they said there's a lot of arthritis back there. So, you know, even they, they thought that even if they were to do a type, some surgery, there's so many things going on right. that the pain will still be there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And is he active now? 
Or is he in so much pain that he can't really be active? He can't do a thing. Just standing in the shower is excruciating. I gotcha. Um, what, What I would say, and I always, as a disclaimer, I'm not a doctor or a PT or um, or a therapist, but I, I have worked with folks with back pain before um, to this level. And one thing that I would suggest is, is yoga can be helpful, but it wouldn't be a traditional regular yoga class that you would walk into. So he um, could seek out someone who's got a background in um, yoga therapeutics um, or someone who's worked with injuries in the past. Um, I have done that myself and work with folks, and I'm happy to. And then what we'll do is test range of motion and see if movement can be good a good thing for him. With uh, the nature of his low back injuries, you want to be really careful and really mindful. So I'm hoping that the um, the PT that he's working with is, is taking all of those things into consideration, and I'm sure they are. But um, more than going into a vigorous yoga class, because that would be counterintuitive, it would be a gentle class, something that um, starts off with very uh, very light movement, light stretching. Um, the muscles in the lower leg are in the upper leg at the back of the thigh or the hamstrings. You've got um, a set of three back there. Oftentimes when those muscles get tight, they'll pull on the low back as well. And I'm not saying that that's the culprit, but they can definitely, um, that can definitely aggravate the low back pain that's already there. And so from a muscular perspective, um, if we can get the muscles to move better and feel better, then maybe that can help to um, manage some of the pain or even alleviate some of it. Um, I hope that helps a little bit, Jay. And the other thing, Jay, is when um, whenever you are have noticed a sudden change in even a chronic problem, I think that there's always an opportunity for you to have that reevaluated because um, you you always wonder what about it has made something so acutely different, um, and. I think that it, you know, the other co- option is one one surgeon's um, opinion is not necessarily the opinion of all surgeons, and so in the event that you know his his life has been affected so greatly, um, it may be worthwhile for you to seek out another opinion, not necessarily because you didn't get the answer you wanted, mm-hmm. but just to confirm that everything that one doctor has thought you know, is echoed by another one. I often say that for me, it makes me feel good when some, when another physician agrees. Um, And it might also give you a little bit more peace of mind and give you the opportunity to explore some other options that may be helpful for him. Yeah. What do you have to lose? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Jay, thank you so much for your phone call. We wish your husband the very best. Thank you very much. If you'd like to give us a call, the number is 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email to women at mpbonline.org. We accept your questions, your comments, and we're asking the question, if you do practice yoga, uh, what got you into it and how has it worked for you? Are you getting the, the results that you wanted to get? So um, I, I'd like to ask a question. We started, so we, we were talking about yoga in general. For people who may not have even heard of a yoga class or who aren't really familiar with it, can you talk to us about what, what yoga really is and, and what, what, it's, what it's about? You said that there are lots of different types. So what kind of types are there out there and just kind of a general overview of yoga in and of itself? Absolutely. Um, there is so much yoga out there right now that we would need hours to cover. So I'm going to condense that answer. <laughs> and I think it's really important to, um, if you if you are interested in yoga, that um, you check out your local gym or lo- local yoga studio and you find out 
um, who the instructor is, what their background is, do they have a certification? Those are great questions to ask, just so that you know you're going into working with someone who actually um, has is skilled in the area. But when you look at yoga from a comprehensive um, uh, kind of, uh, I guess, layman's terms, really what we're doing is we're coming in and moving our body around. Uh, you're coming in and moving your body around. And a lot of times yoga has gotten um, the myth that you have to be flexible to do yoga. And that is absolutely not true. As a matter of fact, you can be, um, especially for women, you can be too flexible and it not be the best thing for you. So what we do. What, what, uh, stop. Yes. Why? Stop. Karen, you lost her. So Are yeah, I know. I like, I like to um, raise the red flags. Um, hypermobility in the joints is not uncommon for women. And so if we're not moving well in our body, what we do is organize around the spine. So everything should, should be organized around the spine because that's where our health comes from. Um, and so if we're, if we're the old, old classical yoga to get back to your question and kind of and condense these two, um, was all pose oriented. So everything physically uh, moved around these poses. If you did these poses right and got them perfected, then somehow that equaled enlightenment or happiness. And y'all know that's not true. Like, can I say y'all know that's not true? <laughs> Downward so facing dog is done not, correctly is the gateway to happiness. It, you're, and not gonna, you're not going to get any more success in your life if you do downward dog well you know and so um yoga has come a long way just like uh, i think jerusha would probably say that acupuncture has come a long way and in in the sense that now we're it's not pose oriented it's movement oriented and so instead of you don't need to know the poses to come into yoga you need to be really just have an open mind and be willing because the things that happen in a class from a movement perspective as we're getting circulation to the body, the hands and feet, the area of the body that we use the most and we abuse the most, they're getting circulation, good blood flow. And so from a health perspective, yoga is one of the best things that you can do. But again, we have to have good boundaries. You know, good fences make good neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. And so you want to have a, level, a good level of flexibility and range of motion to be free. But you also in yoga will build strength, which is a lot of things that people don't understand. And that will help build a good boundary for your body. So you can get stronger. Yeah. So it's not like you have to, you don't have to have all those things as a prerequisite to be a person that goes into a class or who practices, but just as with anything else that you practice over time, you become better, you get stronger. And so you might ultimately find yourself being one of those little tight bodied yoga people. Um, (laughs) Maybe the reason that it maybe the reason that they're that way is because they've been practicing for a long time and they reap the benefits of that consistent practice in in the discipline. Definitely your your body will change, but I would suggest that our body changes daily and we have an opportunity to adapt to the unhealthy change of maybe the stress of our work condition or the um the tendency to put ourselves last, which is what most women do. And so we can either adapt to, to that stress and go with that, or we can adapt to the stress and say, I'm going to take five minutes out of my day or an hour out of my day for this relaxing yoga class and do these things for myself so that I can actually feel better later. What about the mental and um, spiritual aspects? You go through a crazy day and you need time for yourself. You need time to unwind, yeah. to sort of center yourself. I wish I had some, some student comments right now because the stuff that they put on Facebook about after post-yoga class is hilarious and wonderful all at the same time. But um, speaking from a practitioner, so even though I'm a teacher, I still go to class and I still get on the other side of the mat to be a student. I, I can't even begin to tell you that the stress level is probably... The, the most important thing. If we talk about yoga for what it does for our health, it's um, decreases stress. 
um, if if um, you know heart disease is the number one um, cause of death for women, then what goes along with heart disease? We've discovered that stress is a a, a factor for that. Taking that time for yourself, turning your cell phone off, turning in. Um, we can um, we can overdo it in some of our physical activities. Like I love to move, and I'm I like to do cardio and everything. But for our adrenaline junkies, if we never turn that switch off, then our our um, our nervous system is never getting that opportunity. Or I like to use the word permission to settle back to a place of you know neutral. And if we never get that, then we're never really resting. So our body can't heal, can't recover as fast as it would like to. So. Again, I could go off on tangents with yoga, but being able to find that space of calm, a lot of it has to do with the other stuff that's going on, too. Um, the cortisol levels lowering when our stress level goes low. And some of that is just from the breathing that you're doing when you're in yoga class, which you don't do when you're sitting at your desk. Yeah, deep breathing. It, yeah, it sounds like a real benefit of this because we're all busy, right? And who here takes an hour a day? to be quiet and relax. If you have a yoga class, that's like scheduled into your day. Right. You know, otherwise you're not going to say, I'm going to go sit in my closet for an hour and <laughs> lock the kids out and breathe. But being able to schedule it into your day through yoga practice is a great way to make it real and make it happen. Yeah, I think at the height of my yoga activity, the height of my yoga activity, I went twice a week, sometimes three times a week. And I could tell, I could tell a measurable difference, um, not so much in the way that I looked, but uh, there was really a big difference in the way that I felt. And I often found myself being very frustrated because I was struggling to find great times to do it. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, man, it's probably not a good idea because I leave out of there and I'm so relaxed and so calm that really the best thing for me to do is probably go, I want to just go home and go to sleep. Cause I, I mean, I, no, but I do, I just, I feel so relaxed and it's just, you want to, I was thinking it'd be great to have it like the last thing that you do at night before you go to bed, mm-hmm. because then you could like take on all the stressors of the day and you could release them in that last hour. And then you just go home, clean off, go to bed and start all over again. The or next do you day. do it in the morning and then you're equipped to handle the day, to handle the stress Indeed. of the day, the stress from yesterday. Yeah. 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 We want to talk to Jill. Who's calling in from Jackson. You, you are a student of yoga. I am a student of Tara's ah. and she said she'd like some student comments. So I'd be glad to say that it's been one of the most incredible investments in me that I have ever done. I've been practicing now for about four months, and I absolutely love it. Wow, that's great. That's I, high praise. I, can, I know. I can, like, hear your enthusiasm. So what? So you've now been doing this for four months. So what, um, what, are, what have been the things about it that you have um, appreciated the most? Um, that I'm doing something for me and that, um, you know, I have a very busy professional life, a very busy home life, and I decided that, it was time that I needed to do something for me. So I try to go three times a week. Sometimes it's two. Sometimes it's just one. But the benefits from it have been tremendous. I can go upstairs now without being out of breath. I have zero, zero athletic tendencies. So I was a little bit intimidated at first. But there are people of all ages. There are people of all sizes. There are men. There are women. And um, it's you never feel like you're... Um, intimidated that someone's doing something better than you. In all honesty, you're more worried about doing what you can do and breathing than looking at someone else. So it's not an intimidating environment at all. 
And then, then more than anything, it, it's kind of helped with balance. I actually have a little muscle in my arm now, and I'm not a rigorous, rigorous uh, person that practices yoga. I do what I can when I can, and I've already seen massive benefits from it. And by the way, Tara is phenomenal. Oh, great. Awesome. Thank you, Jill. Jill, Jill, let me Jill's ask you. Jill's your mother, isn't she? <laughs> Jill, no, what, what, no. what caused you to get over the hump to actually get in there and try? You've been doing it for four months. Uh, you know, so what I made had, you decide to finally to do it? I had a friend tell me that had recommended Tara. I had looked at a couple of other studios in town. I had never been in, in any of them. And I just decided on a whim because she had a class that fit my schedule on a Tuesday that I would go give it a whirl. And I went in not knowing, you know, the, the big, the big uh, uh, I guess, stigma is if I do have the right yoga clothes on or if I'm doing the right thing. But I showed up in, you know, you know sweatpants and a, and a T-shirt and just fell right in. I never from not the first moment felt intimidated. And when I say I have zero athletic ability, I'm telling you, <laughs> any of my friends would laugh and say, I can't believe she's doing yoga because I don't have any, any athletic ability. But I fell right into it. And from the very first session of practicing yoga, I realized this is for me. Terry used a, a statement one time, it's just, just showing up as an investment in you. And that's, that's what pushes me. We're so glad you called, Jill. That's just wonderful. Yeah. I'm oh, a Jill. Thank you so Tissues. much. That's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you so much. Anybody, anybody that's listening that has any desire at all to practice yoga should give it a try because it fits everybody of every age, of every size. It fits. Okay. Give it a whirl. We're done. We're done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thanks, Jill. Thanks, Thanks for that Jill. testimony. I that's know. fantastic. That's a great public so service sweet. announcement. Absolutely. Actually, we do have to take a break. Um, because we're a little behind time. So let's take our break. Let me get the phone number out. We welcome your phone calls. If you have a comment or a question about yoga, it's 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. And we'll be right back on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. 
Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Coming up this week on MPB's At Issue, Cleveland School Desegregation. People in charge don't want to see their difference. It's a federal court case going back 50 years. Separate will never be equal. There's a plan to consolidate schools. We think we've done everything we can do. But not everyone likes the idea. If you would leave those children alone, it'd work itself out. We take a closer look at Cleveland school desegregation on At Issue. Tonight at 730 on MPB TV. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Michelle Owens, Dr. Allie Brown. We're talking about yoga today with expert um, Tara Blumenthal, and she has her own yoga, is it studio? You call it a studio. Okay, Tara, Tara Toga. Tara Yoga. I've been called so much worse, Karen. <laughs> Tara Yoga. And our phone lines just blew up. Every line is filled, so I we're going to go straight to... I think it was Jill. To, Jill, got, Jill yeah, really Jill started this off with a bang. Yeah, exactly. I said blowing up. Julie is calling in from Jackson. You are also a student of Terrace. I am. Hey, y'all. Hey, good hey, morning. Julie. I actually started my day this morning with class at Terrace Studio, and um, I am one of those students who I think she may have been referring to when she talked about Facebook comments last week after a relaxation. I was changing clothes at, at the studio and ended up putting my pants on backwards because it worked so well. Um, <laughs> um, but I've been go, coming to our studio, gosh, for quite some time now, and it's just been life-changing in, in many ways. So I just thought I would um, give her a shout-out and see if I might chime in a little. Um, well, Julie, what's been the thing that has been the most pleasant surprise about um about your practice, like the thing that you didn't expect that has happened since you've been practicing? I think one thing for me um, is that has been surprising is the mental aspect of it. Um, In the past, had tried yoga and approached it from more of a physical aspect, um, and it was all about pushing myself to be more flexible and doing a hot yoga class so I would sweat and this time around, it's been more of a holistic experience, and um, I've really been pleasantly amazed at the, the mental aspect of things, um, the mindfulness, and, and it is a practice. And with time and the more consistently and longer that I do it, um, I really am able to take what we practice on the mat into other areas of my life, and I've learned to create calm, and I've learned to create balance, just like... You know, in class, we practice balance on the mat and you stay present. And then I'm able to take that and apply it in my everyday life in other ways, too. And it's just been amazing. So that's been one of the most surprising things for me. And then I think the other thing that it's really taught me is that every day is different. Like Tara was saying, um, you know, some days I may need a meditation class. Some days I may need to push myself a little more physically. 
um, and and that's okay. And I'm and yoga can do all of those things. And um, that's just been really powerful um, in a way to to come to realize. I love these superlatives. Powerful. That's just fantastic. <laughs> um, thank you so much for calling and for sharing with us. Thanks, Julie. Awesome. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for the topic. And now we're going to stay on the phones because there are so many people waiting. Remy is calling in from Jackson. Hi, Remy. Hi. How you doing? Great. One second here. I'm driving. Uh, okay. Don't get into an accident. Go ahead. Hello? Hello. Hi. We're, we're, here. Here. we're here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a student, uh, but I've been practicing yoga for about six months uh, from on the coast. And I recently moved to Jackson. And uh, it's changed my life in that. I mean, I'm, I'm a, a Marine Corps veteran from Desert Storm, and I suffered from PTSD and got up to about 425 pounds and had weight loss surgery in January and lost a lot of my core strength. And I kind of went just to, uh, I guess, just get some flexibility. But I, like some of the other callers said, it kind of changed my life in, in that it taught me mindfulness and pretty much got me off all, all my medications that I was on with the VA. Wow. Congrats. <laughs> like, oh, my wow. gosh. Um, and, and so how often are you practicing? Um, I was, when I first started, it was just uh, once or twice a week just because, I, I mean, I had no flexibility. I could barely sit in a, you know, barely sit now. I do it about 45 minutes. I try to get every other day. It's almost like my body craves it. Like some gym guys who say they crave the gym. I, I kind of I crave my yoga time. You know, you just broke the stereotype too, which is great, Remy. Thank you, Remy. Absolutely. And it's and so was that a barrier for you at first, the concept of going to a yoga class as a guy? Oh, yes, the idea of just going to a studio, uh, it just seemed so. I mean, I mean, it, it was just it was not something I would have done had I not had my surgery. I had gotten to the point where, I mean, even with the weight loss, I, I had very little core strength uh, in my core and. Uh, I, I felt I needed something, and I found this uh, young doctor who's into, you know, holistic medicine. She was like, look, she put me on a supplement plan. She's like, look, you should try yoga. And I went, and it was very, everyone was welcoming. Uh, and like some of the other callers said, you get to a point, it's not even about the physicalness. It's, there's a, in, in an hour session, I crave, there's about a 15-minute zone, you go, mental zone that just, it's a, a, a inner peace that I find. Wow. That sounds amazing. I really appreciate you calling, Remy. Um, one of the things that I've tried to do with yoga and with the studios is, is try to break the stereotype that it's only women. It's only women of a certain age. And, and I work with male athletes, and they respond so well to it. And so I'm glad to hear that um, you were strong enough and uh steadfast enough to get outside of that comfort zone to find it i'm just i'm i'm excited for you and uh welcome to jackson and i hope I our pa- i hope our paths cross soon friend I, i'm hoping i mean it, i just turned on the radio as i was leaving the gym and i was like you know what i need to get back to the studio and it, you know i found it, i found a home in gulfport and uh it's once you find something like that you you want i mean there's a stereotype that you know you're gonna go into yoga it's gonna be lululemon and all these you know <laughs> things like that and and i I found it to be the complete opposite it was people who were really careful who who were loving who were uh mindful and were open to teaching you know you know guys who think we oh we're physical we know everything (laughs) 
you know, like I said, I was in the military and I served in several different theaters and I thought, you know, yeah, you know, I, I, I got this. I mean, just standing in tree pose or, or get, trying to get in the pigeon was just like, oh my God, I found <laughs> muscles that I've never even thought I had. That's awesome, Remy. Thank you so much for your service and thank you for your call. And I just hope you continue on your journey to like reclaim your life and experience it in its fullest form um, by what you found with your practice. Well, I appreciate it. Namaste. Thank you so much. Namaste, Namaste. to you. Um, we need to take our last break. We have two callers, and we'll get to you, Mary and Linda, and when we come back. If you'd like to call, there's still time. one uh, 877 ring one 877 You can also send an email to women at mpbonline.org. Our callers have been telling us about their experience. If you have questions about yoga, please feel free to call in, but you probably want to do it now. We don't have a lot of time left in the show. We'll be right back on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Hi, this is grassroots host Bill Ellison. You know, after more than 20 years, you'd think I might have run out of Bill Monroe and Doc Watson songs to play. Well, not so. The bluegrass, acoustic, and folk music scene is vibrant with new names like Sarah Jaros and the Punch Brothers. There are always new stories from Guy Clark and Ramblin' Jack, and legendary bluegrassers Ralph Stanley and Del McCurry are still high and lonesome. And besides, I still find a song from Bill and Doc I've never played. Join me Saturday night at 8 for Grassroots on MPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We're back on Southern Remedy for Women, talking about yoga today with our expert, Tara Blumenthal, who has her own studio called Tara Yoga. And we are going back to the phones, and we say good morning to Mary, calling from Oxford. Thanks for hanging on the phone, Mary. Go ahead. Uh, Good morning. I want to congratulate uh, MPB on all their wonderful programs, including this one for Women's Health. Thank Um, you, Mary. That was sweet. (laughs) I want to uh, perhaps, I, I didn't hear the first part of the program, but perhaps you have mentioned the opportunity for the community of Oxford uh, with free classes at the Oxford Park Commission. There are five classes, including uh, resilient yoga for people who have problems, extreme problems with their bodies, uh, operations, and that kind of thing. But Stevie Self, um, told us, I'm in her class,
class. Well, a couple, she teaches a couple of times a week. Said that she had started yoga when she had her uh, back broken, and it's amazing what she can do. And Betsy Banner is also the other teacher, so there are five opportunities. I am uh, 81 years old, and I have gotten to know my body better, and uh, can increase, and it has increased my confidence that something can be done to maintain and even increase abilities for the rest of my life. We're having the best testimonials on I this know, show today. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. I've never yeah. experienced anything like this My grandmother lived to be 101, and uh, she didn't do yoga, but I expect to do yoga and maybe even reach beyond 101. <laughs> so anyway, thank you again. For- thank, thank you, Mary. Mary. Thanks so for that. And we have another call, and this is Linda uh, calling from Port Gibson. Hi, Linda. Hi. Uh, Good morning. How are you? Hey, Linda. I'm okay. Everybody talk about the positive aspect of yoga. But um, where I worked in uh, Northern Virginia, uh, we had a fitness center, and they had a yoga class. And uh, they, well, it was after hours. You can take yoga. But when I took the class, uh, there was no beginners. It was just everybody there. And I got all twisted up. I thought I would break my neck up. And I was sore for about five days. And is there, what do you suggest? Uh, Linda, I really appreciate you calling in. And I actually appreciate you kind of balancing out the conversation about yoga. Um you are so right. Unfortunately, there are a lot of places that offer yoga and they'll advertise as everyone is welcome. But unfortunately, um, that may not be the case. And so definitely if you're if you're uh, checking out another I yoga class, my back. so you'd want to talk to your doctor about um, if yoga is the right option for you. And then um, if you are interested, uh, definitely talk with the instructor or the facility owner and see if the um, yoga instructor is qualified to work with your the condition that you have. And um, one of the things I like to do with folks who have uh, injuries or loss of range of motion is suggest not only a very gentle yoga class, but also it may be that um, physical therapy or, um, as we've discussed earlier on other shows, acupuncture is always a nice way for pain management. Um, and if, maybe even massage therapy, which and, is a treat. And you also have modifications, right? Like they, so they are in in most yoga classes, or at least the ones that I've been in. They have, and it's in a very non judgmental way. But they'll say, "We we are going to try to do this pose," and they show maybe whatever the optimal pose is, and they'll say, "You may, if you are experiencing a little discomfort, then you might want to just reach rather than reaching and grabbing the underside of your foot. You might just want to grab your ankle." Or they'll say, "If that's not comfortable, or if you experience discomfort in your back, then maybe you can only fold forward to your knee." You know, and give right. you modifications. They are also. Um, depending on whatever, um, what kind of class you're in, they can use blocks and other things that can help you um, to make the 
difference between your hands and the floor sometimes if you need that. So there are lots of options that are available. It's just about whether or not you are working with an instructor or in a class setting that provides those um, additional options for people who have, uh, you know, a different range of capabilities. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Thank you for saying that. That's exactly what I was thinking, Karen. It's really not a one-size-fits-all. I I know that that's what we're looking for in life. We're looking for a one-stop shop. And again, we're trying, we need to kind of fight what, where society is pulling us because that's not always what we need. I mean, again, every day we wake up and we're dealing with different things. And with yoga, it's not a one-stop shop. And I appreciate what um, Julie said uh, as she called in because I, I think that we get um, set in our ways and in, in some ways too much of in a routine with our fitness and our wellness. I always suggest taking different classes as long as your um, physical ability meets the uh, uh, aligns with what the class is offering or requiring of you to get maybe one more physical class in and then you know, instead of taking your second class, making it harder, maybe you try the relaxation or the meditation class, which can also help with pain management. Mm. So there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, confusion about we should do all this all the time, but too much of anything. Linda, know? thank you very much for your call today. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. If um, if you're in a car accident and you have whiplash, which That's is one me. of those things where you can't really treat it, you know, are there different ways? Is yoga a good alternative for that? Believe it or not. Yeah. So you're speaking to the, uh, to, to the choir right now, so to speak. I, um, I was rear-ended twice and, um, suffered. So, and I don't call me a bad female driver men out there. (laughs) Um, but I was rear-ended twice and I was also in a really bad accident where I suffered blunt force trauma, which was a very similar to a whiplash injury. And so you think three of those really, um, uh, just hard actions to the to the neck, and the neck is the weakest part of the spine. And more often than not, the front of the neck muscles are really strong and overdeveloped by nature of us sitting and being on all of our eye objects, iPhones, eye computers, whatever. And um, and the back of the neck is is weak. And so when we suffer from that uh, trauma of whiplash, then yeah, the muscles. Uh, get um, start spasming. I mean, I even have um, vertebral issues in my neck. And, you know, I say, absolutely, you can do yoga, you need to be smart about it. You know, we're not just going to go in, do I suggest headstand and shoulder stand? Absolutely not. The answer is just no, we're not um, equipped or strong enough in our bodies the way that uh, the folks that started doing yoga were doing it, Stan. And I just don't think it's it's just the risk versus the reward. Like there's so many other things you can do in yoga to strengthen your neck um, and to create more of a balance between the neck and the shoulder muscles. Um, the problem in that area is oftentimes, again, the front of the shoulder muscles are also tight in the chest and the back muscles along the shoulder blade. Those are weak. And so yoga helps to counterbalance that. So we're trying to make what I like to call the B team muscles. We're actually trying to give those guys a shot to play in the game with us. Um, when all of our A team muscles or alpha muscles always work, then we, we experience pain because they get tight and they get fatigued. And they need to get pulled out of the game, so to speak, and the BT muscles pulled in. And that's where yoga can really, really come into play. You know what? We're out of time already. <laughs> this could go for another hour yeah. easily. But if, yeah. you have, if you have an injury, just let your instructor know before class because they can 
make modifications for you or talk about whether or not it's the right thing. Thank you to Tara Blumenthal of Tara Yoga for coming in. Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much. Southern Remedy for Women is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. It is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by generous support from the members of the Foundation for Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Today's show was engineered by Jay White. Our call screener, get this, Jay White. For Dr. Michelle Owens, for Dr. Allie Brown, I'm Karen Brown. Join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women. And stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB Think Radio. This forecast is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Information on how to make good.